Welcome to Dementia Resilience with Jill Lorenz, a candid conversation as we learn about types of dementias, such as Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, frontal temporal, and Lewy body, and the effects on the people we love. Jill's years of dedication and experience help you adapt, overcome obstacles, and find positive outcomes. It's time for Dementia Resilience with Jill Lorenz. Well, hello, everybody. I hope you're doing well. It's late January, and it's colder than we can even stand in Denver. We've been getting snow, 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 but we needed it so badly. Oh, my gosh. Well, today, there's been some new developments um, with Lewy body dementia, and I've talked about Lewy body many, many times. It is a really, really tough disease. It is often mistaken for Alzheimer's, but it is not Alzheimer's. Um, but some of the developments that kind of connected to Alzheimer's, I will talk about today. And it is also more closely related to Parkinson's disease, as I have discussed many, many times on the show. And I wanted to talk about what were some of the new things that we have learned. And the NIH, National Institute of Health, has just put out some new information that I think is enlightening. And I'm not sure it's so wholeheartedly helpful, but it is enlightening and explains a little bit why it sort of mimics Alzheimer's. And so they have now discovered that Lewy body is related to Alzheimer's because the APOE gene, which is on four and six of the gene cycle, is affected when somebody has Lewy body. And so uh, they have brought up that there are five different genes now that they have discovered that contribute in some way to Lewy body symptoms and what is happening with that part of the brain. So just to revisit, we do know that Lewy body starts with behavior problems prior to anything else happening. Memory loss comes years later but that person can become <clears throat> not often, but sometimes reclusive. Uh, they can lose their audible tone in their voice and speak a lot quieter um, than they used to. Uh, those are things that we often associate with Parkinson's disease as well. And so... Um, you can have stiffness that is really difficult to stand up straight, um, not because you've hurt any muscles or anything, just because your body is getting stiff and um, not able to, to use it as well as you used to, your limbs and so forth. Um, it's, it's also related to really disruptive sleep patterns, people up and down all night long, acting out in their dreams, um, you know, falling out of bed. 
It has to do with your motor skills, so you will see falls with people with Lewy body, um, and they they start happening more and more. Um, and it's because the basal ganglia is in the center of the brain where your motor skills are located as well. And the part of the brain of the basal ganglia is what creates the dopamine in our body that allows us to move fluidly with our with our limbs to be able to walk with our arms swinging and to pick up our feet and move and to dance and to balance and all of those things and when that is affected uh, you will have a loss of of those motor skills and they become you know more and more difficult to utilize for you the alpha synuclein protein that causes Lewy body attacks that basal ganglia and uh, all the nerve endings that are going into that basal ganglia so that it can function. And so it can cause hallucinations. They can see things that aren't there. They think they smell things that are not there. And they have a lot of problems with that. So, you know, what are some of the first signs that we see? We see um, those visual, visual hallucinations that I was talking about. And um, it could be one of the first symptoms that they see. They don't, it doesn't always show throughout their um, progress of their journey. Uh, sometimes it comes later. There are the movements disorders that I talked about. They have really, really tough time with regulating their bowel cycle, um, maybe have to run to the bathroom, don't quite make it in time. Um, it also will affect their nervous system. Um, sometimes uh, we can find people really trying to control um, their their nerves, their anxiety, because it's affecting them in that way. They can have really, really difficult cognitive problems, discussing anything new, having conversations with people. Um, they can struggle conversing with someone. And when they get upset, typically they will lash out at people, tell them to shut up, stop talking, change the subject. They can be very curse and short-tempered, a very short and fluctuating attention span. We can see depression where they are just in a funk and can't seem to get out of it. Um, we know that when people are depressed, oftentimes it's very hard to get them to move on anything or be excited about anything. And so with that, we see pretty extreme apathy. We see a lot of, I just don't care. This is no big deal. I'm, I don't, doesn't bother me if I, if I'm not you know, excited about this or that, or, you know, I don't care how you feel about whatever's going on. And, and it can be really um, disheveling and, and make people around you very put off by some of the things that you are doing.
and and it just is it's just really really tough to deal with and people ask me all the time uh, are Lewy body symptoms worse than Alzheimer's disease and typically I would say yes um, about two years after the disease onset people with uh, Lewy body I, I would say have a pretty significantly worse quality of life than people with Alzheimer's do or even Huntington's disease because, first of all, they have more anger. They have more angst. They don't have to have a trigger to have something upset them. They don't have to have... Uh, an action for them to have a reaction. They they can just come up with something or say something or, or be rude or something and people just don't understand why they're behaving the way they're behaving. And and part of the problem why why it's so bad is that that alpha synuclein protein that I was talking to you about it will build up and clump in the brain around that basal ganglia. And it really strongly affects your movement, your thinking skills, your mood, your behavior. It can, these, these kind of things can become problems that can keep you from doing everyday tasks and taking care of yourself and later on will will result in memory problems. So we see these kinds of things with the Lewy body people and it is just really, really difficult to deal with. And I, I feel bad for the families that um, are having to, to deal with this kind of stuff because it just is so hard to understand why they are acting the way that they are acting and what, what can you do to, to work with it. So, again, some of the other symptoms that you will see will be um, thinking and memory issues, thinking and reasoning issues. You you can't really have a conversation with them that goes anywhere because they're just not willing to talk with you and, and have a conversation with you. Um, they have confusion and alertness that varies pretty significantly from one time of day to another or from one minute to the next. We will see heavy bouts of slowness, uh, something that we call gait imbalance, G-A-I-T, meaning your movements um, and that you you just cannot balance. And you will have um, other Parkinson's movement features uh, or Parkinsonian movement features of um, sometimes mild tremors of a hand or a foot or something like that. But it isn't necessarily Parkinson's disease. And they will have a lot of not only well-formed uh, hallucinations, things that they're seeing that 
that aren't really there, but they will also have delusions. And those kinds of things cause a lot of problems. And so, you know, the thing about Parkinson's with Alzheimer's and with and with um, Lewy body is that really it just matters when you started getting the symptoms. That's really all it's about, when you started getting the symptoms. So um, if you had the shakes, if you had those kinds of issues, um, and, and it comes first, then you would have Parkinson's disease. If you... Um, if you have the behavior issues, maybe the balance issues, the hallucinations and things like that without shakes or tremors, then you would have Lewy body first. So these two are so closely connected that it really is just a matter of which one comes first. And a lot, I've told you before that people with Parkinson's before the age of 65, they will um, have tremors pretty significantly. After age, if they get it after age 65, they have what we call bradykinesia, that extreme stiffness and, and soreness, and, and it never really goes away. And so um, those are the kinds of, of things that, that we look at and translate heavily to Louis body. And so, like I said, I was really surprised today to find out that um, they are now discovering that symptoms of Lewy body start with at least four or five of the genes of the 24 that we have, and they can relate this a little bit on the side of Alzheimer's now. And just to confuse you completely, um, Alzheimer's, we know, is the only one that starts with memory loss, short-term memory loss, where Lewy body comes a decade later. It's all the symptoms I just gave you um, and, and the ways that we look at these and we diagnose these and so on and so forth. And so... Um, for for the NIH to say, yeah, maybe this is actually, you know, a cousin disease to Alzheimer's as well, was kind of shocking to me today. And um, I was really, really surprised by that and um, thought it was worth, you know, sharing that information with you today. Anytime I get any new information, I always want to tell you what I know or what I've learned and I will tell you that that I, I think honestly, Lewy body is one of the most difficult diseases to deal with because the person is difficult to deal with. They um, between their apathy and any anger and and um, I don't know if you're lucky if they shut themselves off from you or not because then we don't know what's going on. Um, but if they, if they do, I think sometimes that is better than a lot of the really aggressive, angry behavior that we see from people with, with Lewy body. And it, it is the one 
dementia that I really do believe oftentimes we have to medicate that person because they can be a danger to themselves and to other people if they're not medicated. So we need to try some things like Seroquel or Ativan to kind of calm them down and and even a sleep aid to help them sleep at night because they just can't get any rest. They just are often just going, going, going. They don't want to sit still. They want to get up and move around. And um, they can be very, very confrontational. So, you know, it's a tough disease to work with. And although I don't understand why, Aricept, which is a, a drug that just opens the blood flow to the brain. Its function isn't really much more than that. It doesn't slow the progression of anything, um, but it will uh, help the brain to function a little bit better with, um, you know, clearer neurofibrillary fibers and things like that so that blood can flow more easily and oxygen can flow around in the brain a little bit better. And they... Um, they can help with, with that. Aricept can help with that. But when you give Aricept to a person with Lewy body in the late stages of their disease, we find that they seem to do a little bit better with it. It has a, a better effect on them. Not so much in the early stage, but very much so in the late stage. So today, I'm going to talk about another new development, and that is that um, the NIH just released stages of Lewy body, which we have not seen before. So there's always been stages for other things, Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's especially. We're very clear about what the stages of, of that are. Um, but now they have um, stages for... Lewy body, which I think are interesting and significant, so I'm going to talk about that. And then I'm going to talk about the lifespan and what do we know on the research front about Lewy body and um, what other things can we do to sort of work with a person with Lewy body. It is never easy. Uh, I will never tell you that it's easy. And you have to have the patience of a saint to work with a person with Lewy body. So for all of you out there in my caregiver nation who are doing this day in and day out, I know your struggle. My heart goes out to you. And you can go on a Lewy body national site to put in questions and, you know, with support groups and things like that. And I encourage you to do that. You should never, ever, ever try to deal with this disease on your own for a sustained period of time. You'll drive yourself crazy, <laughs> and I certainly don't want that. So, um, yeah, I've got a lot to discuss with you in, after we take a commercial break and in the next segment um, about what are, what are all these symptoms and um, 
and how do they translate into stages, and what can we do to work with a person with Lewy body so that we have some chance of having decent conversations with them and not losing our own mind in the process. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Living and working with Alzheimer's and other dementias can often be challenging. Summit Resilience Training provides education, utilizing non-medical approaches for those who work with our friends affected by dementia. Believing families still need one-on-one assistance, we provide classes which help them understand the diseases affecting their loved ones, offering strategies and techniques for success with activities of daily living and working with confusing behaviors. We offer in-home assessments to clarify symptoms of dementia diseases and help families work together to find moments of joy while living with memory loss and impairment. Education programs instilling person-centered care philosophies are offered for professional caregivers working in communities and homes, which can be customized for their staff. Training is also available for first responders, such as law enforcement, fire, and EMT personnel. We are passionate that people with dementias, such as Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and others, are approached with compassion and understanding, and those who work with them have all the tools they need for success. Call us at Summit Resilience Training, 303-420-6988 to schedule a class or in-home assessment. Visit our website at summitresiliencetraining.com for more information. Welcome back to Dementia Resilience with Jill Lorenz. Okay, so we're back and I'm talking about Lewy body dementia today. And... There are now stages, and I wanted to go over those with you and talk to you about what they look like. So what what they consider stage one is there is no cognitive decline. They're functioning in a regular fashion. They're able to work. They're able to mow the lawn. They're able to bathe themselves, feed themselves. Nobody per se notices the cognitive decline and you certainly don't see memory loss. Okay. And then you get to stage two and you see very mild cognitive decline. They're struggling with um, the checkbook. They're having problems having conversations with you. Um, they struggle with being able to um, understand directions and uh, where they're going and, and maybe trouble, um, well, just troubleshooting, being able to figure out some instructions of how to set a new TV up or, or things like that. So they're really kind of uh, very simple, but um, but difficult for them. And one of the bigger things is we start seeing sort of the angriness starting to happen when they can't figure something out. They're short-tempered. They have a very um, a very slow attention span with you. Um, They may seem interested for a few minutes and then they're off on some other subject like what you were talking about makes absolutely no difference. Um, 
By the time they get to stage three, they have what they call mild cognitive decline. So not following conversations very well, very short-tempered, starting to have some dis different um, problems with delusions and um, thinking that people are stealing from them. Um, delusions are a belief that someone thinks is true, which is not. So, you know, you took my money, you changed the TV on me, um, you didn't get what I wanted at the store on purpose, um, things like that. And it gets harder and harder. By the time they get to stage four, they have what we call a more moderate cognitive decline, meaning you're seeing more significant symptoms. Um, you might see them losing their temper and yelling at people. You might see them um, overreacting to situations that just baffle you. Why are they behaving that way? That makes absolutely no sense. Uh, we have a very strong sense of apathy. Just get out of my space. Leave me alone. I don't want to talk to you. Um, they just want to be left alone. They don't want people bothering them. And um, family members feel like, gosh, why are they being so mean or so rude? And, and they struggle with those kinds of things. And so stage four, um, with that moderate uh, cognitive decline, on anybody else's scale, it would be like, wow, I, they used to be able to um, cook that meal and be able to just throw spices in or whatever it took, you know, for the recipe, they'd have it in their head. And now they're leaving, leaving um, parts of that uh, recipe out. They're not adding salt. They're not adding this or that. They, they can't remember what they put in. It's not really a memory issue. It's more of a lack of attention span issue. Um, and so those things become a little bit more difficult. Uh, we've seen people who go to get gas and then drive away with the gas um, nozzle still in the car. Um, we see them, um, you know, outside shoveling when it's really, really cold and they don't have a coat on. Um, they're, they're just, their judgment and reasoning is skewed a lot like a person with frontal temporal, um, but they're just not as friendly and warm about it. By the time they get to stage five, they have what we would call moderately severe cognitive decline. And that would be including hallucinations, smelling smoke that's not there, um, seeing people in the kitchen or in the yard that are not physically real. Um, they have uh, manifestations of physical beings that um, are not real. Uh, they see people, they see dogs, they see, they see, you know, various things like that, bugs on a wall, um, lines on a wall, paint colors that aren't 
real, things like that. So there are um, that severe cognitive decline there is more a manifestation of something physical. And at this point, um, they are totally having symptoms that are not reactive. They are creating their own symptoms. Their anger starts with nobody doing anything to irritate them at all. You could just walk in the room and they'll throw something at you or call you stupid or, you know, something like that. And by the time they get to that um, stage, they are probably losing their balance. They're, they're not um, walking as good as they used to. They're slipping and falling constantly. We just have a lot of issues in that area. By the time they get to stage six, they have memory loss associated with this now, and the memory loss becomes suddenly very, very severe. And that's where people get confused and think that it's Alzheimer's. But memory loss with Alzheimer's starts at the very beginning, not at the end. So it's one of the ways that we can look at, at um, Lewy body and say, okay, this is what this is instead of something else. And by stage seven, which is the end, they have very severe cognitive decline and memory loss and oftentimes are in memory units and typically are heavily medicated so that they're not starting fights with other residents and things of that nature. So, you know, it's, it's a shame when we are dealing with these types of symptoms because it just is so hard to try to understand what is happening and, and why is it happening. And one of the things that people ask all the time is, how long do you live with this disease? Like we know with Alzheimer's, the younger you get it, the faster it will go. The older you are, the longer it takes for you to get through the journey. But with Lewy body, um, it can occur by itself, or it can be related to another brain disorder like Parkinson's, like I was telling you about. Um, we know that it's progressive like the other ones, and it starts slowly and it worsens over time. The average length of someone having this disease is five to eight years from the time they're diagnosed. But it can range from 2 to 20 years for some people. It can definitely last a lot longer and, and be super difficult to deal with. And once somebody has it, those, those phases are just so, so, so hard. I don't think people understand how hard it can be to live with somebody that has this type of disease. It's, it's just one of the most difficult and fluctuating diseases that, that there is. Um, it's, it tends to kind of ebb and flow 
while they have the disease. And, and we just, uh, it's hard to put into words how emotionally frustrating it is for caregivers to work with somebody with Lewy body because you, it's hard to redirect them. It's hard to um, just move them on another subject or wait five minutes and they'll forget what they're talking about and you can go back and start all over again like Groundhog Day. It's it's really, really, really hard to even work with, um, you know, the activities of daily living because they don't want to take baths. They it's It's hard to work with them. So just like every other disease that I'm always talking about, I tell you that you should probably do your best to make yourself known when you walk into a room. Don't surprise that person. Don't, um, don't, you know, come up on them when they don't see you. Um, try to be very straightforward in the things that you say to them. Don't beat around the bush. That wasn't kind what you just said. Um, it's time to eat dinner. Uh, not asking them several questions about what they might want to eat. Say, this is what we're having for dinner. Um, utilize the no doesn't mean no. It just means they don't understand what they're doing as often as you can. Um, as you're trying to get them to take a shower or something like that, don't be confrontational. Say, um, you know, now might be a really good time for you to jump in the shower if... if um, if you, if you feel like it, we're going to be eating dinner in about a half an hour and it might feel really good just to take a hot shower and, and, um, get all cleaned up before dinner. And if they say no, then you could say, um, would it help if I turned the water on for you and warmed the room up and, you know, try to, try to bring some theory to the narrative of, of what you're trying to do with them because it is, um, difficult for them to follow through on tasks. You're going to have to, at some point, assist them with their activities of daily living. Um, and it's and it's difficult. And especially in the later stages, they've got a lot of extreme muscle rigidity and a real sensitivity to touch. They don't want you to touch them. They don't want assistance with, with things. Um, you can see them sort of uh, posturing and, and sitting tightly in a chair. Um, they, they seem like they're very, very uncomfortable with, with um, where they're sitting or laying. Um, and their speech becomes almost non-existent. It's very difficult, and sometimes they whisper. Sometimes they stop talking altogether. It's just, it's just a really super hard thing to deal with. And right now, we're not very far at all on knowing what we're going to do in terms of trying to stop this disease less so probably than Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. It's, um, it's a horrible diagnosis to get because there's just no way around it 
it's going to affect every part of your thinking and reasoning and your activities of daily living, your body function. There's nothing that isn't challenging with this. Nothing. And there's like a million four people, one million four hundred thousand that are diagnosed with this in the United States right now. Um, we just don't know how they're going to to find a way to slow this down. I don't know if, if many of you remember, but um, Robin Williams had Louie Body, the the comedian and actor, and he he really struggled with. Um, the depression, with the apathy, with the anger, with the muscle rigidity, with just about everything. And, you know, that didn't end well. He ended up committing suicide, uh, which is very, very sad. Um, but right now, they really, I think, I think researchers are focusing more on Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease, and thank goodness, actually, that uh, Lewy body is related to Parkinson's because if they find some more breakthroughs, if they find more medications in the levodopa and the sentiment and some of the other ones that they are using for Lewy body for muscle rigidity and for tremors, maybe they will find some things that can control that alpha, alpha synuclein protein that attacks that area of the brain, the basal ganglia. I don't know. I, you know, I wish I could give you some hope. Um, honestly, it's probably one of the more dire diseases because it, it has such behavior issues with it. I think Alzheimer's is easier to deal with because we can redirect and we can keep that person happy by them feeding off of our energy. And we don't have that option when somebody has, has Lewy body. And I have to say, much to my surprise, even our Parkinson's people, I feel like the Parkinson's people have a lot more effect on what is happening to their body and ways that they can utilize exercise and yoga and, you know, just walking and, and dancing and boxing and, and things like that. Um, but, but the differences between the Parkinson's and Lewy body um, – doesn't seem to make the people with Parkinson's any happier. In fact, I think they have some of the, I guess I would say, saddest caregivers. Um, those caregivers really seem to struggle more in my clientele than the caregivers with Alzheimer's. And um, I'm not really sure why. I think it's because... With Lewy body and Parkinson's, the body starts struggling and breaking down with the brain. 
So with Alzheimer's, it's basically just the brain. It's not per se the body breaking down. In fact, we have people that that are you know strong as an ox and and have very good hearts and are doing really well that live a long time with Alzheimer's. But with Parkinson's and Lewy body, the the body starts breaking down with the brain, and that's just devastating. I guess that's maybe why they're so sad. I. I, I do what I can to try to help and always want to stay positive. But, um, and I'm sorry, folks, usually I try to have some kind of laughter or some kind of, of wit for you. Um, but honestly, Lewy body is just such a hard, hard disease. There's no real good news with it. Um, but we will stay strong and we will try to come up with more strategies and techniques in the future. And um, I guess at this point in time, the best that we can do is just try to understand the disease as much as possible and what we can control and what we cannot and the wisdom to know the difference. <laughs> and with that, I will see you next week on Dementia Resilience with Jill Lorenz. You've been listening to Dementia Resilience with Jill Lorenz. To learn more about her resources, services, classes, or to book speaking engagements, visit Jill's website at summitresiliencetraining.com. A new podcast drops every Tuesday, so join us as we learn more about dementias, resilience, and overcoming obstacles to find a positive outcome. Dementia Resilience with Jill Lorenz can be found on your favorite podcast provider. Please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Musical and technical support provided by Brian Hunter. See you next week.